Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Rhys and today we are going to be talking once again about the possibilities surrounding June the 21st because according to one of the scientists on NerveTag, which is ooh, the uh, new and emerging respiratory virus threats analysis group, which is sort of a, a subgroup of, of SAGE, the Scientific and Advisory Group for Emergencies. This scientist, Professor Gupta, from, I believe, Cambridge University, says that the UK is in the early stages of a third wave of coronavirus infections, and therefore the ending of COVID restrictions in England on the 21st of June should be postponed. So, what does the data say? What does the scientist say? What does the government say? And what does it all mean for what is being dubbed by many of the newspapers as Freedom Day? So, all that to come on today's episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. So, yes, this news coming out uh, yesterday, uh, there have been rumours about these uh, the signs of a, a third wave starting to bubble up uh, from many different sources across the last week. But yesterday, Professor Ravi Gupta, who, as I said, was on NerveTag, the new and emerging respiratory virus threat action group, which advises SAGE, the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, uh, which in turn advises the government, uh, has said on the record that the signs point to the UK being in the early stages of a third wave of COVID infections, and this is being driven by the Indian variant. Now, I know I've talked about this topic quite a bit on the Politics Unboxed podcast, but it is a very important one because we've been told for weeks and months that June the 21st is Freedom Day. It's been dubbed that by many, many newspapers, and um, it has been built up in the minds of many. Um, The government um, have clearly been building it up. Uh, We saw from very early on the the speech where it was data, not dates, and then the Prime Minister gave us plenty of, of dates. But it now looks like, potentially, that those commitments... Some will call them commitments, some will call them tentative arrangements by the government, uh, are being drawn into jeopardy because we are now seeing ministers coming on the record and saying, as Environment Secretary George Eustace said uh, yesterday, the government cannot rule out a delay to the planned lockdown easing. So why are we in this situation? Well, as of Monday... The daily figures for COVID infections have passed 3,000 for the sixth day in a row. Um, And prior to Monday, uh, the UK had not surpassed 3,000 infections, or rather prior to the the first day of this six in a row, 3,000 new infections, the UK had not had more than 3,000 daily infections since the 12th of April, so uh, several, well, a month and a half ago just goes to show the the effect that lockdown was having. Uh, Even as we were were coming out, we were still seeing the after effects of the first steps of of lockdown, uh, with cases continuing to fall. But now we are seeing them start to rise again. Fortunately, at the moment, deaths and hospitalisations still seem to be low. We know that in England, uh, 
Wales and Northern Ireland. No deaths were reported after 28 days of a positive test um, for for Monday. But in Scotland there was one death and for hospitalisations they are still quite low. However, this is firstly a Monday. We know um, the the way these stats get reported. There is often uh, sort of a weekend late reporting rush, especially on a bank holiday weekend. We saw that last year where the numbers would be low over the weekend because of reporting failures uh, and then spike again around the Tuesday or, or the Wednesday uh, before coming back down to rest somewhere in the middle on Thursday and Friday. Um, but this is this is still, still worrying. Um, we know, according to even Professor Gupta, who is sounding this alarm klaxon, um, saying that the numbers of cases are still relatively low at the moment. However, he is keen to point out that all waves start with low numbers of cases that grumble in the background and then become explosive. So the key here is that what we are seeing here is the signs of an early wave. That is according to Professor Gupta. Now, there are a number of... um, of reasons why deaths and hospitalizations are still low. The first is something we've been talking about for quite a while on the podcast, and many people have been talking about for quite a while, uh, is that, unfortunately, it's a horrible term, I don't like the term, but it is an accurate term, deaths and hospitalizations are what are known as lagging indicators. So when cases go up, it takes a couple of weeks, three weeks maybe, four weeks, depending on, on the severity of cases, for hospitalizations to increase, and then from there it takes another two or three weeks for for deaths to increase because it takes uh, quite a while for, for the majority of people to to die from coronavirus. And again, I'm sorry if I sound flippant about it. I'm, I'm afraid it's just something that's uh, unfortunately a matter of, of scientific fact. The majority of COVID deaths have come from a, a fairly steady pattern of contract the case, wait a few weeks into hospital, wait a few weeks uh, onto an intensive care ward and then another week or so um, and it's either you're, you're back out and on the road to recovery or unfortunately um, that is that is time. Um, however, there is a, a sign of, of light potentially but also false senses of security because again according to Professor Gupta uh, who I assume is taking these uh, pieces of information in uh, coordination with nerve tag members. However, there is no other nerve tag member uh, or sage member attached to these statements, uh, saying that the number of people who've been vaccinated in the UK means that this wave will probably take longer to emerge than previous ones. Um, we have seen that the uh, well, we have seen that the vaccination program has been moderately successful and in fact very successful at getting the vaccines out and that we have seen very strong showings in terms of scientific testing around those people who are getting the vaccines and their levels of relative uh, immunity or uh, the fact that these um, the symptoms and the need for hospitalization is much reduced as a result of the vaccinations even just one dose of the double dose vaccines However, this could be hiding the far more severe consequences of some of the coronavirus uh, symptoms. And Professor Gupta is understandably worried about these potentially hidden by a false sense of security, these uh, new cases um, going 
almost unnoticed, and then ballooning up into another peak like we saw in sort of April, May of last year, uh, and then around November time of last year, and then again in January, February of this year, where we saw our, our worst figures for daily deaths and for uh, for daily cases. Um, this is clearly a cause for concern. Uh, and the analysis from Professor Gupta and, again, I would assume colleagues, says that ending restrictions in June should be delayed, quote, by a few weeks whilst we gather more intelligence. He's not saying that there is definitely going to be a third wave, but just that um, we don't have the data right now to be able to accurately say that there won't be or that there will be. Therefore, it would be, as we know that the Indian variant is a variant of concern and is driving a lot of these cases, it would be imprudent for the government to continue on its path where all limits will be removed on on social distancing by the 21st of June. Uh, As well as this, uh, Dr Chand Nagpal, who is uh, Council Chairman of the British Medical Association, or BMA, has said that this moment is a pivotal moment in the UK's battle against coronavirus and has called on ministers to act with maximum caution when considering whether to go ahead with lifting restrictions. Uh, He has said that a premature ending of all legal restrictions, which then resulted in a surge of infections, would undermine our health services efforts to tackle the biggest level of backlog of care it has ever faced. Going on to say, it would also add further demands on staff who are exhausted both mentally and physically. And they've been working flat out. They they already do work extremely hard uh, in the NHS and this pandemic has sent them into overdrive on top of overdrive. Uh, and we've we've clapped and clapped and clapped. But if we send them back to work with a third wave, um, clapping won't be enough. Um, and we've seen the, the, the pay rises are, are pitifully small, but the actual help we can do is to take stock and wait and just see. If there's no data born out of it, then we chalk it up and say we were being cautious uh, and lift the restrictions in a couple of weeks after the 21st of June. Of course, this is just one side of the decision the government has to take because public health is now just one of the factors in consideration because we are now looking at a hospitality industry and many businesses, services, goods manufacturers, the like, who are on a cliff edge. And according to Kate Nichols, who is the chief executive of UK Hospitality, she said it would be devastating for the sector if they were not able to fully reopen in June. She said that some businesses were hemorrhaging cash and that a delay would push them closer to the cliff edge of business failure. Uh, Greg Palmley, who is the chief executive of the Live Music trade association called Live has said that the whole sector was completely geared up for a return to the 21st of June uh, and that the trial events had been showing that events can be held safely and there is no reason to keep us closed any longer. Again, according to Greg Palmley, the chief executive of the Live Trade Association. Um, This is an ever-changing picture. Um, as the Indian variant, which is B.1.617.2, spreads through many areas of England. It is thought to spread more quickly 
than the Kent variant, which was responsible for our surging cases over sort of uh, Christmas time. The, the Kent variant cancelled Christmas. Um, try saying that with a mouthful of marshmallows. Um, but hopefully we have built ourselves a foundation from where we have the option to either reassess the situation or to press forward depending on what the data shows. Now, the business side of things is is going to be to be bad. If there is uh, a um, right, if if there is an extension to the, the lockdown restrictions, or rather uh, a postponement of the relaxation of lockdown restrictions, there will be hard hitting business consequences. That will be unavoidable. But again, it is the balancing act that the government has to make. Uh, and I don't know which way they will fall. Um, had they they not been under heat from people like Dominic Cummings uh, and others accusing them of, of having the deaths of tens of thousands on their hands, I would have said, well, they've made all this noise about the 21st of June, they will be sticking to it um, because that is clearly the priority now. They have faith in their vaccine system, yada, 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 um, and so on. But now, with this new data from, from NerveTag and from Professor Ravi Gupta, um, with data suggesting that the Indian variant is fueling an exponential growth of new cases, that is, of course, something we, we desperately want to avoid. Even if our vaccines are putting us in a better position, there is no need to go around saying, well, we're just going to have exponential growth of the virus because there are still people who aren't vaccinated. There are still people who are more susceptible even when vaccinated. Um, and of course, vaccination increases your immunity. It does not make you 100% immune. And there are still possibly going to be freak cases where people with, with two doses of the vaccine um, contract a, a disease. It will be a, a, a a momentary aberration rather than the general rule but if there is exponential growth of cases it just makes it far more likely to come into contact with someone who might be that one in a million or ten million or however many million chance so there is no need to risk exponential growth for the sake of what one week two weeks of of extra caution uh, and and planning in relation to looking at the data that NerveTag is proposing and if they sounded the alarm klaxon too early. Well, then they sounded the alarm klaxon too early. I would far rather have an alarm that went off slightly too early so that we could look at it and say, well, actually, no, this is a faulty alarm, rather than an alarm that's going off far too late when there are already hundreds or thousands more dead Britons, or anyone for that matter. Um, an early warning system is brilliant if you listen to the warnings when they are early. Far too often in this pandemic we have seen warnings pushed back and pushed back and pushed back until it is painfully obvious that this is happening because you're living through it. And only then do we say, oh, well, we're now going to listen to the science and we're going to um, adopt the measures that they put in place. This early warning system needs to be listened to. Um, if NerveTag and SAGE advise a delay, I think a delay should be the way forward. Now, it might be painful for me to admit that as someone who would desperately like to be out having parties and society dinners and whatnot with, with my university. But I've I've been through enough in this last year to realise that if it takes just two more weeks or three more weeks to fully assess that, yes, this is either a threat or not a threat, and we can 
move on one way or the other in a much more definitive setting, I would take that over two or three weeks of unrestricted um, activity, followed by another few months of another lockdown, because, oops, sorry, we opened up too early again. I think that's the trade-off here. Um, We've seen the government can find deep pockets out of nowhere. If businesses need it, then the government does have the funds and the ability to fund those businesses. Um, So business leaders should be placated by the government in terms of of funding and extra, extra help if it is decided that they are the ones to suffer so that we can have clarity and surety on our progress forward. Because we don't want to take one step forward followed by another two or three steps back into a position where we were at a couple of months ago. I don't want to go back to to the, the times of sort of January and February where we're looking at cases that are up and a, a new lockdown. That would not be uh, a sign of a well-managed exit. And potentially, the data suggests we might be headed for that if we don't listen to it. Uh, but again, I do only say potentially, which is why the title of this episode has a question mark with Freedom Day in doubt, because it might still go ahead. It might be that when everyone sits down and looks at this data, actually, the um, the way to go is to just keep going, because the the data actually is very positive for the government, and fine, if that's what happens, if that's what the scientists and the data actually says, then let's go ahead. I'm in no mood to hang around in a lockdown for longer than I need to. But if it doesn't say that, then it would be deeply irresponsible and reckless to move forward without at least a week or so's delay, just to make sure you can have a look at the data again, have a look, see what the uh, implications of the May the 17th reopening was, and just make doubly sure. That is all we have today on the Politics Unbox podcast, but I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast, or perhaps enjoyed is the wrong word, but if you uh, liked what you heard, then find wherever you can on your uh, podcast app, and a rating would be much appreciated. Any feedback is also very much appreciated. You can get in touch via our Instagram, which is at politics.unbox. The Facebook is politics unboxed. The Twitter is at politicsu, that's the letter U. Our email is politics.unboxed at outlook.com. And the website is politicsunboxpodcast.wordpress.com. I've also got a, a little new announcement you might have seen on the uh, Instagram page and on the, the social media pages and also on the website that uh, with the student radio station I am at, Expression FM, I am getting a brand new show starting from this Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, it's going to be Politics Unboxed, uh, but with musical interludes. So you'll finally get to hear my taste in music. Yeah, buckle up. It could be a bumpy ride. I am far better, uh, I hope, at um, talking about politics than I am picking songs. But you'll get to hear my live radio hosting debut uh, this Wednesday from 5 till 7 on Expression FM. I'll be putting links out so people can listen in if they want to. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the Politics Unbox podcast. And until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.